0: is Vicky and I am in recovery for, uh, I started in recovery four years ago uh, for codependency. Um, now I would call it chaos creating and uh, you're welcome to reach out to me if you want to know more about that. Um, today I'm actually going to talk about working with others and, uh, and so yeah, uh, I <clears throat> was around recovery for a very long time and uh, but wasn't really actually working on a program of my own and i hit um, really a you know sort of like a a crisis moment maybe um just a really tough spot in my life i wasn't doing very well and i had somebody in my life who was extremely um mm, assertive also maybe a little bit um um Anyway, pushed me really back um, into recovery, and I'm grateful now uh, that, that 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 happened. I'm grateful to be back in uh, in these rooms, um, working a program and working with others. Um, I've seen over the years, you know, 20 years ago, probably was when I first stepped into recovery rooms. Uh, I initially started at Al-Anon. I did Al-Anon. I did. Uh, Naranon, which is for the families of alcoholics and really settled into <clears throat> this understanding of like, Oh, wow, I'm codependent. Uh, learned a lot about codependency. And, um, <clears throat> but in these, in this recent time, um, you know, what I've really seen is that it's imperative to work with others. It's really imperative. And, it, and, you know, in this meeting, we like to talk about the Bible. Uh, which we refer to as the good book. And we also talk about the big book, which is the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, some people might refer to other, other programs too. We're totally open to that. Um, but for me, um, the moment I heard the things in the big book and I, you know, I already was familiar with the Bible, but when I heard the stuff out of the big book, I was like, all of this makes sense. Oh my goodness. It's like a recipe. You know this the Bible was this like big confusing book that I didn't really understand and I didn't really know how to apply it to my life and then the, these AA like 12 steps I was just like oh my goodness um so we now have a program called life lab which is what I'm working in um right now it, it, it's a similarly a 12-step based program um but I do some other things too because I you know, I really come have come to an understanding that in order to be in healthy relationships with others, which you know, I I love having friends, I love having community. So different from when we were living a life of addiction and we were alone and we had no one in order to keep this life, in order to maintain these relationships, I actually have to be a fit spiritual condition. And so I actually have a requirement. I have a responsibility to maintain and grow and enlarge my spiritual condition. Um, And that I could point you to the big book to show you that. I could point you to the Bible to show you that. Um, It's just so important. And the spiritual life can't just be like all this stuff in my brain same with recovery I, it can't just be things in my brain that I regurgitate to you I actually have to be living it um and so there's this concept in towards the end of the 12 steps and it comes out in the bible that we need to be available to others that we need to give rather than get and that that you know that I need to be a light to a dying world Uh, And so how do I do that? How do I best serve others? And uh, the concept that I want to um, promote to you today um, is attraction rather than promotion. Um, And uh, even though I'm going to promote it, okay, I worded that weird, but attraction rather than promotion is this concept that I want to talk about. And um, it's coming out of a a group that I'm in, a meeting that I'm in, it's very small, and we meet with these two other couples on Wednesday mornings, very early, um, or much earlier than I was interested in being on Zoom, um, but we study, uh, we study this material, and the material is, um, it comes out of uh, Al-Anon, But it's really focusing on the traditions. Now, for anyone who's not super familiar with AA and Al-Anon and all those programs, they have the 12 steps, which is really about me and God. And then they have these 12 traditions, which is about me and the world around me. And so what we studied, what we were studying this week um, was about me and the world around me. And how do I best pass on this message? How do I best be of maximum service to others? Um, And, um, you know, there's really, truly no way that I can do that through my own strength. Like, I just can't. I can try, but I'm going to get exhausted. I'm going to have burnout. I'm going to have um, calamity. I'm going to have difficult conversations with people that I'm not able to manage. I'm going to have emotional responses that are, you know, unexpected and regretful. I'll accumulate um, some resentments and if I don't deal with them, they'll grow. The only way I can really work truly work well with others and pass on this message is if I am of spit fit spiritual condition and I'm doing it through the power of God and not the power of Vicki. Vicky like is a terrible god, um, horrible, um, and so one initially, um, you know. So the the there's a, a a saying that we know: do unto others as you would have them do for you; do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Um, and uh, in Al-Anon, we really learn. Um, don't do for others what they need to do for themselves. And that would be true in my own life. Uh, I have experienced uh, a very helpful person in my life who who's very helpful. And I've really learned that I need to do for me what I can do for me. As much as it's joyous to have somebody else who's doing stuff for me, I have learned and grown so much by doing for myself, um, what I need to do for myself. And it's really the only way I'm going to grow, um, by living my, and so, um, and I just want to reiterate, this is coming from other material and I can point you to that material if you're interested. Um, but I'm really going to be quite like really reading quite a bit of it. Um, not word for word, but this is exactly where it came out of. So, um, I could show it to you if you're interested. Um, so, really, by living my own life um, and putting spiritual practices into action, doing the things that I've learned and and how I believe that that you know the Big Book and the Bible has shown me to live my life and and Life Lab by actually doing it, um, I am I'm going to draw. Uh, the attention of others others are going to be interested I've experienced this they're going to be interested in my life and what I've what I've been doing um it was a little bit disappointing to me that maybe some of the people that were like super closest to me weren't interested and if I'm honest um I tried to convince them to be interested <laughs> you know maybe there was a lot of energy that I spent in certain relationships like really trying to to convince and maybe being a little bit um, too pushy, um, not in a good way, especially in the early years. Um, walking the walk is so much more effective than just talking the talk. Uh, and, and really, truly, that's what keeps me from being a hypocrite, right? If I'm actually doing what I say that I'm doing. I've given a talk like this in a room like this um, on whatever topic. I forget what the topic was. And then when it was over, I was like, I should listen to that and just make sure that I'm doing what I said that I do. And that you know." And I did. It's hard to listen to myself, but I went back and listened to it. Am I actually doing what I say I'm doing? Am I actually doing what I'm teaching? I can't just teach a concept and not do it. It makes me a hypocrite. Um, and uh, we talked about that at at our church on Sunday too. That was our sermon out of Acts. Um, When, you know, when, when we're, when we're new in recovery and and we're having this experience and it's very exciting, we want to tell other people about it. Um, But if I'm mostly focused on like the outside and the other people, and I'm not really being intentional about my relationship with God and my walking out the do continuing to do the work and, you know have i made have am i making amends and am, you know which is trying to right a wrong that i've caused am am i actually truly forgiving someone have i really truly forgiven someone or is it still like you know in the back of my head um i'm not going to be an effective messenger if that's the case um and and so you know i can spend a lot of time like suggesting that other people might need improvement and you know maybe I'll I'll, I'll get into these conversations, um, you know. Hey, oh, there's this great thing, Um, and you know, I can find that sometimes I want it so much more for them than they want it for themselves, and and that is a it's not a great place to get into. The only person that I can actually fix or change and enact change is in myself, and that happened slowly. And so, why do I get into this headspace of like? sometimes when I'm working with others or in relationship with others of like pushing and really getting into these places that are just not helpful. Um, I can't give somebody else recovery. I can't actually like give them wisdom, serenity or the desire to change. Um, You know, I can pray it's really important to pray and I can share the benefit of my own experience and what's happened for me that. And even then it's like really ideal that it's when asked, right. If it's not asked for, it's probably not a good time. Um, And the rest is up to them. And, and God, God is actually a really powerful God and a really amazing God and a much better God than I am. (laughs) Um, So uh, what, you know, this, um, this recognition of like seeing our own need to change drives a motivation to like, okay, what do I need to do next? How do I do this? And so when people come to me and that that's their, that's where they're at, I'm like, great. That's amazing. Okay. Um, here, let me point you in this direction. And here's something that, you know, I'm doing that maybe could be helpful for you. And then I need to like, leave it with them and, and see what happens, you know, sometimes I'll follow up like once or twice and just see. And then sometimes people just really want relationship. And what I have recognized is that I can actually set boundaries. And so um, boundaries is this like, almost like this alarmist word that a lot of us don't understand. It took me a long time to understand, but it's like so simple. God set set boundaries in the world Um, When he created it, he made a boundary between water and land. That's a boundary. This is water. This is land. Um, He made a boundary between the sky and the earth and darkness and light. Those are all boundaries. And so boundaries are a really good, helpful, useful thing. Um, And sometimes like my boundary, one of the things that I've learned is I don't have to listen to people vent on over and over. You know, people will come back to me and they have this really difficult situation. And, and, you know, I'm like, great, let's pray about this. Like, I'm not, I can't, I, a few times I might listen for quite a while, but, but, you know, I don't really have solutions for you. I'll ask questions. And then, um, I, I have something to offer. Hey, do you want to try this? Or do you want to, if they're asking, try that. And if they don't follow up, I actually really, can't continue to listen to long, um, venting sessions. That became a boundary for me. I don't have to tell the other person that, um, I can just redirect conversations. Um, so that's one of the things that I realized and I put into place. Um, the, the problem with, and so, you know, in some of my situation, um, there was, you know, an aspect of of change that was really pushed um towards me. I have a, a person in my life who's very knowledgeable in recovery, has been in recovery for a very long time, um, and has a lot of um opinions. And uh, and that's the reason that I actually stepped foot back into the rooms. Uh, the problem it worked. I did go back to the rooms. So this person's um energy and um Hard sell, I guess you could call it, um, did work and got me back going to to uh, to a codependent anonymous, um, which then brought me into a next my next step where I did the steps and um, got me really diving deep into life lab in, in a new way. Problem with that is that it it breeds resentment, um, and the resentment wasn't the other person's problem. The resentment was my problem. The resentment was mine to deal with, not theirs to deal with. Um, And this is a close relationship with someone that I trust, right? So I'm trying to give you kind of two different perspectives. I talked before about someone who's maybe a little bit of a a different kind of relationship and I'm trying to set boundaries with them. This is a different relationship. This is, you know, my husband, it's day to day. I love him. I I respect him. I care for him. I trust him. And yet, um, and I I appreciated his care and concern for me when he was pushing me back into recovery. Um, But it bred resentment. And the, that resentment was mine to deal with. And so when I'm looking at, um, you know, this idea of what the Bible and the big book tell me of working with others, I'm gonna encounter all kinds of different situations. And, um, and so, you know, this is one example of, um, you know, really, I would say, is someone trying to like work with me and help me get healthy. Um, And then I developed a resentment and I needed to deal with that. And I have, and I, it's, I released it and I'm very grateful. I'm really thankful. I suspect that, um, I don't have to suspect a hundred percent, you know, my husband and I, our situation was completely reversed 17 years ago. And I was the one that was like pushing him into recovery and made a ton of mistakes trying to get him to get help. You know, it was something I wanted so badly and, um, you know, he had to work through his resentments towards me for a lot of the actions and behaviors that I took um, at that point in time. Um, so the um, what I want to leave you with, um, and hopefully this has come out clear and is beneficial. Um, so what I want to leave you with um, is that idea that working with others is super important to maintain my recovery, to maintain my own spiritual condition. It's truly how I grow. Um, I can overdo it. I've made that mistake um, by caring more about what someone else is going through than um, than they do. Um, but I would say in the last couple of years, I've been in a really good place. Um, maybe I would be more hands off, um, but I have to use God's wisdom and discernment and the only way that I get God's wisdom and discernment is in by being in contact with God on a daily basis. And so I do sit with God in the morning and ask what's my direction for today. You know, okay, what's on my schedule? Who's coming to mind? Who am I working with? Like there's people that have specifically asked me to walk alongside them through this journey. So, do any of them come to mind? Am I to check in with them? Am I just praying for them? Um, and so I kind of, I get my list in the morning. It's kind of my marching orders. Um, but, you know, then there's like really, um, truly, um, it's God's, you know, so it stays with God. It's God's responsibility. It's not my responsibility. He, um, he's such a, a better God than I am. And, um, and so what I can do is, you know use discernment. So I'm asking for wisdom on a daily basis from God and, um, and really try to keep a positive attitude. You know, even when I think that like things aren't going the way that I think they should go when I'm working with someone, um, I want to keep a positive attitude. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not complaining in my head. I'm not disappointed in someone. I'm not discouraged in them. Um, I'm, 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 encouraging you know i'm really encouraging and i'm prayerful with them i'm praying with them with them you know for them but also with them that they would have the strength to do what they need to do um you know and then you know in my day-to-day life this applies too because i you know my spiritual life pours over and in my day-to-day life i want to same thing you know be encouraging and not complaining um to show gratitude you know be thankful um, intentionally to be thankful and, um, and really, um, you know, newly just trying to be, um, just to be honest about my own need, um, and my own weaknesses. And, um, and so having those people, you know, we, we have like, we, we have intentional people. I have intentional people in my life that I'm like going to be truly honest with. And those are different people than the ones who've like asked me to go through the steps with them. Um, which again is a boundary. Um, then my, my relationships with the people who've asked me to help them do this work of recovery. Um, you know, it, it doesn't turn around and become me needing from them. And so we have some clear boundaries and then they can focus on their relationship with God and what God is showing them. Um, and, and truly there's no, you know, there's to be no expectation of reward or return. Um, it's open-handed. Can I be open-handed in how I'm generous with the world around me? Can I be open-handed in how I'm giving in these relationships? Um, So, um, yeah. And I, and I guess, you know, really, it comes back to, for me, it comes back to like pride and humility. Um, we have an early lesson in life lab about pride and humility. And sometimes I go back and read that list. Why am I doing what I'm doing? What's the purpose of what I'm doing? Who am I doing it for? God, would you show me like, am I being prideful? Because in healthy relationships, um, you won't see pride, you'll see humble people. You know Humility is just such a key to having healthy relationships with others. Um, when I have disunity, it's really important for me to check um, and see like where am I actually being prideful?